Hi, my happy enders. It is another week. Yay, I am excited. I have some good episodes coming up, and this is going to be cool. This episode is Ari Manis. He was a door guy, or is a door guy still, at the Comedy Store when I started working there, and we got to know each other. I've been his wingman a couple times, so... We just talk about the comedy store, comedy. Um, Ari actually has a gay brother, and I'm trying to make one of my sons gay, so that's fun as well. Please don't take offense of that. I know some people get kind of crazy. Um, we talk about how I live in poverty and um, Mexican prostitutes. So um, please like, click, subscribe, comment. Uh, send me an email at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Once again, always thank you to Care by Design for your CBD lotion. It is the greatest stuff on earth and absolute extract for your THC products as well. Uh, enjoy. Get undressed, get under the sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. All right, you ready for this? I guess so. I like how you're holding on. Yeah, it's a ride. I don't think I've ever seen anyone hold on like that before. Massages hurt. Some people really like them. I don't know if I do or not. How many have you had? Two. Okay, where? One time in Bali. Okay. And she didn't speak any English, but seemed like she knew what she was doing. Okay. And then one time I got one with my mom. Just in, I think, Palm Springs. Did she feel like she knew what she was doing? Yeah, both times they knew what they were doing, but I think I just don't like being touched that much. Okay. All right. I like doing the touching. Do you want me to get on the table? No, no, no. I don't want to touch you, though. I want to touch like a hot babe. <laughs> Thank you, Ari. Appreciate. You're, you're married. Everything that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> you're a married woman. I am a married Even woman. this feels like you shouldn't be doing this to another man. <laughs> okay. I, if your husband was here, I'd feel very uncomfortable. He feels... And more than I already do. How un- like on a scale from one to ten, how uncomfortable are you right now? Seven. Okay. Do you think like later it will be less? Maybe. It's probably good for me. It's good to be uncomfortable. Get you out of your element. Yeah, but not when you're supposed to be relaxed. I didn't know massage oils were getting into this. That means I'm going to need a shower after this probably. No, the lotion should soak in. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't use oil or anything. Okay, good. So you'll be good. Okay, do you want to, I guess, introduce yourself? Um, first, you try to introduce me, and then if I don't like your intro, then I'll correct it. Ow, okay. Well, uh, that's kind of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Like so more... pretend like you're hosting, and you're bringing me up on stage. I'm bringing you up on stage. Okay, yeah. our next comic has been at the La Jolla Comedy Store. He's been all around the world. Give it up for Ari Manis. All right, it's pretty good. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't complain if a host gave me that intro. What else do but you it's want? Not, it's not personal. That's like... No, it was very generic. Generic. Uh, okay, what do I want? Um, he has his own podcast, Unlicensed Therapy. Ooh, okay. Um, what else? He... Uh, that's about it. I guess I don't have really anything going on. I have no credits to plug. I make funny videos. Where do you post those? Everywhere. Yeah? Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I'm cold-hearted. How do but you... But nice inside. On the inside. How do you feel? Like, how do, how do you feel that you're cold-hearted? Actually, I don't feel cold-hearted, but enough people have told me that I'm cold and come across as a dick, where I've just accepted it. Really? But I, I, don't, I don't feel that way. But enough never... people have said it where I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of cold. Because you were one of the first door guys that I met. And you, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not mean. No. I'm just a little standoffish, maybe. But I think all comedians kind of are. We're like, ugh. Yeah. Like, if you have a microphone in your hand, it's different. It is different. That's how I feel like when I pick the kids up from school. I'm like, oh, God, I hope no fucking moms want to talk to me. I'm like, just go. How many kids do you have? I have three boys. Wow. How old are they? 
1913 and 8. That's wild. Yeah. So you've still got two that you're taking care of. Oh, I'm still taking care of the 19-year-old as well. How come he's immature? He's just lazy. I love him, but he's, he's lazy. Wait, so do you live in a house? Uh-huh. And how many, with like four bedrooms? <laughs> nope. How many bedrooms is your two. house? Two. So they share, um, two of them share a room? Three of them share a room. They all share a room? Yep. They so have th triple bunk beds. So they're living that poverty life. Pretty much, yes. All right. Cool. See, okay, the reason we live there, one, is because it's awesome, but it, we call it the compound. Mm -hmm. So John's grandpa. What part of town is it in? It's in Valencia, Santa Clarita. Okay, so valley. Uh huh. Deep valley. Uh, Magic Mountain. We just yeah. had our first school shooting, so yay. Um, okay. That was your cool. School shooting, Cherry. Yeah. So we got one. We were on Welcome the map. to America. Yay. Bow, bow, bow. Um, but so John's grandpa bought this property and he built three houses and four apartments. Okay. So it's my mother-in-law's house, my sister-in-law's house, our house, and then the apartment. Oh, so it's like a family yeah. farm. So, I mean, even though I say I have a two-bedroom house, it's not like I can't go to my mother-in-law's house or my sister-in-law's house. And my Sounds like a Mormon cult. A little bit, yeah. Just no religion, thank God. And no second <laughs> wife. No, no, I would kill John. Mormon cult with all the boring parts. All the exciting parts taken away. <laughs> yes. No, I would kill him if he wanted a second wife. You, you're jealous? Oh, hardcore. Like, I don't love him like a normal person. I stalker love him. Mm. I tell him that I stare at him while he sleeps. He doesn't like that. <laughs> I'm not the nicest wife. But you've been together for 20 years? Uh, we've been married 12 together, 15. Oh, okay. So your kids are with another man. No, um, Tyler is John's. My oldest is John's. Got it. And then the two little ones are, your guys. are ours. Got yeah. it. So do you love the two little ones more? No. Be honest. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like it took me, it did take Ow. me a long time, but no, like Tyler's just one of my kids. That's nice. He's been, he was three. Oh, okay. I mean, it was really hard because his mom was a crazy fucking bitch. So I think some of the resentment was just because I had to deal with her. Yeah. But when she went away, no. I don't she think, died? No, she just Left. disappeared. Nice. And then after that, I think I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, he doesn't have a mom. I have mom abilities, kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not the greatest mom. But I was like, okay, cool. Why don't you think you're the greatest mom? Because I... Because each kid doesn't... They all share a room? Yeah. <laughs> they all share a That'd room. It'd be so weird to be 19 sharing a room with an 8-year-old. You'd think he'd go away. That would be nuts. Yeah. And he... Okay, get this. You want to think... You want to hear how weird this is? He chose the middle bunk. Why, though? I don't know. So it's Wait, which bunk do you think he should have chose? The, the top? top. I would have chose the bottom. Okay. Or, or maybe then the bottom, too. you have to too. climb. It's just weird to me that he's on... Wait, it's a three-layer bunk bed? So there's yeah. one on the bottom, one in the middle, one on top? Uh-huh. Weird. Do you have tall ceilings? Yeah. That's good, at least. But it, the guy, we bought the three... <laughs> we bought the triple bunk beds, and the guy's like, we've only seen this one other place. It was the Three Stooges. And I was like, yeah, that's our house. And is it a twin size bed? Uh huh. Weird. Yeah. I mean, he could move out if he. Sounds like you really want him to. I'm ready. <laughs> Does I, he work? He, yeah, he just got a job at Big Five. Okay. Um, he's a he wants to be a firefighter. Got it. Like, kid is he's got like a six pack. I mean, he's a good looking kid. Mm -hmm. which is, is he uh, straight? Uh huh. Has he ever had a girlfriend? Yeah, he has a dirty whore bitch girlfriend. Why that, don't you like her? Because uh, she hates us. Why? Because she wants all of his time. Mm. Like to the point when he gets out of his car, he has to call her. So by the time he's walking in her house, they're already back on the phone. That's just like young love. It's not, he's 19. She's yeah, going to be 20 that's next just, month. Is it his first girlfriend? Kind of, yeah. That's kind of just what it seems like. Yeah, but I, she just doesn't like him spending any time with anybody but her. Right. Yeah, I had a girlfriend like that once. And we're a very close family. Like, did your mom like her? 
Yeah, I think that's it's just that's just someone in a, that doesn't know what a relationship's supposed to be yet. Right. They just are new to that feeling of being in love, and they are scared. Well, they broke up, and it was cool. And then I don't know. They just they just got back together. I'm like, oh my god, why? They'll break up again once he becomes a firefighter. Well, he wants to do the forestry because he's so young. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get in the fire department right now. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do forestry for a couple of years. Okay. So we find out in February if he gets in. and then Is he'll that be- competitive? Uh, yeah. Wow. Because you're gone for eight months. Mm-hmm. You get about $60,000 a year, which for a 19-year-old. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And they bunk you like you're in a shelter so you don't even have to pay rent right so, so you're saving all that money yeah you're just banking it yeah, all as a single 19 year old yeah that's more money than i make so i'm like go do that so we find out in february and then he'll be gone for eight months which will be amazing but it's also scary because i'm like well shit he just got back with her does that mean he's not going to want to leave um he probably will still leave and then, of course, the fear that she's going to get knocked up. That's terrifying. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but that's out of your control. Yeah. Have Hopefully you ever... they're pro-abortion. I hope so. Like, it is in our house. <laughs> no, I've never knocked a girl up. No? Not that I know of, at least. Would you want to have kids? No. Good for you. I'd be a bad dad. I'm selfish. Oh, I'm such a bad poor. mom. I don't want to have three kids in a triple bunk bed. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> Okay, I'm kind of seeing where the coldness comes from. But maybe I'd adopt a kid. Would you? Because even if I if I adopt kids and they're in a triple bunk bed, still better than being in an orphanage. That's true. Unless you adopted them and like somebody else wanted them and they were like super rich. Right, I would adopt the undesirable kid, like a black one or something. (laughs) I don't know. The black ones are go pretty high. They're popular right now. Yeah. Then like a whatever race is the least popular. I'm telling it. Um. That Blindside movie really popped. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I'd take like an old troubled one and just beat him up. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard raising something that's not yours. Yeah, sounds hard. I'd do it though. Because I'm a hero. You are a hero, Ari. You're the hero. Save a kid. Now, have you ever dated anyone your mom didn't like? Uh, I think my mom, whenever a girl dates me, likes her automatically because she's shocked that anyone would date me. No. Yeah, so, no, my mom has liked all my girlfriends because she knows that, why would anyone put up with me? Hi, Richie. See, I was really excited when he first started dating her because I was like, ooh, I get a girl. Like, right. This is the only way I'm going to get a girl unless one of my kids is gay, which would be so cool. I have a gay brother. Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah I knew that. I want a gay son so bad. In fact, I keep telling him, Mama, whichever one of you is gay is going to be my favorite. And why do you want a gay son? Huh? Why do you want a gay son? Because then I'll have one that just loves me and won't leave me for some dirty whore. They'll leave you for some dirty whore of a man. But that's okay. I get along with boys way better than I get along with girls. I guess. I understand boys way more than girls. That's what every girl says. Yeah, I could see that. But really, like, if I had a little girl, I wouldn't know what to do with her. Just buy her makeup and send her to beauty school. I wouldn't know how, like, mom, teach me how to do makeup. Like, Just dude. teach her how to cook. <laughs> clean barefoot self a role in this world okay first of all i'd have to learn to teach her that yeah well you should learn it's your role as a mother and a wife <laughs> well, what about a stand-up and a podcaster and an author those are secondary oh okay you were born to be a wife and a mom <laughs> all right well, i see where i stand <laughs> <laughs> uh, when i met you you weren't doing comedy were you uh-uh. you were no you were just like a fan yeah i started doing comedy kind of like four years ago that's a long time not yeah but i it's not like i was doing it every night i wasn't even going to open mics i'd get booked at flappers like once every two months yeah i think a lot of people start that way they just dip their feet in and then 
then they hit a point they're like okay i gotta get serious yeah and then after you get serious then you are like okay i'm gonna get less serious <laughs> where are you right now uh i think i'm a little less serious than i was at one point because you're doing more spots here than you have in a long time uh no i mean i've been doing spots here for five or six years now but I feel like, I, well, maybe it's just because I'm here more. I feel like I see you more. Yeah, probably just because you're here more. Because how long has it been since you hosted Potluck? Because you just hosted Potluck, what, like three weeks ago? Yeah, but I, I don't put in a host that very often. I don't like it. No? I, I host it maybe once a year by okay. choice. See. It's miserable bringing someone up every three minutes. <laughs> and it's like a thankless job. You have to say no to a lot of people. That is true. Especially so, me. I do it. I hate it. And then enough time goes by where I'm like, oh, I'll do it again. Oh, see, that's like having kids. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And then after a while, they start going. Because all my kids are five years apart. Mm -hmm. That's how my family is, too. My brothers are. I have uh, one brother that's five years younger and one that's ten years younger. Oh, you're the middle? No, I'm the oldest. Oh, the, oh yeah. yeah. Five, ten. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I can do math. Yeah. So which one's the gay one? The youngest. Oh, oh my God, that gives me so much hope right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the eight-year-old could be gay. He could. I'm working on it. I'm like, don't like boobs. <laughs> yeah, just show him a bunch of gay porn. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's what I'll get him for Christmas. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So where did you grow up? San Diego, California. Oh, yeah? Uh -huh. I'm glad that you put Born the California. there. And then I went to high school in New Mexico. College in uh, Santa Cruz, Northern California. What did you study? A film, and then I moved here right after. Yeah, did you always know you wanted to be a comedian? Um, no, but I always liked it a lot. Uh-huh. I was always a big comedy fan. And then, and I was always funny. Liked making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And then one day it just was like, I'll try it. Where'd you try it at? In Here? college in Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Felt some sort of insect on me. There's a fly flying around. Maybe here. that's what it was. The comedy store is a filthy cesspool of animals and germs. <laughs> but it's the best. I'm for place. sure, just from doing this podcast, gonna have a flu. No. Or a cold. Don't say that. Christmas is way too close. No. Fact. No. I can't Comedy get sick. Comedy store is a disgusting place. Open mics are a disgusting place. True. I don't do them. <laughs> when do, do you sometimes. stop? Um, I mean, no, I still do them sometimes, but I scaled way down maybe when I started working here. Uh-huh. Five or six years ago. But you're on the list, so like every Monday you could sign up for paid regular, right? No, I'm not a paid regular. I mean, not paid regular, but you can friends and family. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can get up on potluck every Monday. But, uh, yeah, no, I stopped doing the mic here when I got a job here. Right. But I stopped doing mics, and then I basically stopped doing most mics other places around the same time because you just start getting booked more and... All that fun stuff. Yes, you get booked more if you're a door guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're a door guy. Not kitchen. Not kitchen. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, but they tell you that when you get the job. Yeah. Yeah, well, see. It's not like you got the kitchen job thinking you were getting hired. Like, thinking it was the same thing. No, but when I went in there, Jody was like, why do you want to work in the kitchen? And I was like, chicken tenders are my life. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're a comedian. And I'm all, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you realize this isn't going to get you stage time. It's not going to do. And I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. Yeah. And see, that's what they tell people when they get hired, and then some comics get bitter about it anyway. Right. Like Nick and uh, what's that girl's name with the curly hair? The black girl. Uh, Davina. Nick and Davina. They get... They get bitter about not getting put up because they work here, but it's like you were told when you got the job. Yeah. What it was. Mine was just more, I was like, okay, this can help me network. And I mean, I have gotten up 
more. Yeah. Yeah, it helped a little bit. Yeah, it helped a little bit. And I'm just, like, I'm still trying to prove myself, I think, too. Like, I'm not, like, I still need to put in more dues, which, whatever, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't know, maybe I don't push as hard as I should, but I'm just... I don't push at all. I'm just happy. <laughs> I just, that's good. You know, and when I get stage time, I get excited, so... That's where you want, to be happy. I wish I had that. You're happy. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm very unhappy. Why? Why are you unhappy? I think I was just born that way. My dad was unhappy. His dad was unhappy. My name's Joy. I think that'd be weird if I wasn't like... That would be weird. Yeah, I should have had my parents name me Joy. <laughs> Joy Manis. Are there, there any, are there any male Joys? No, but I am the third Joy in the family. I haven't even... You're the only Joy I've ever met, I think. Yeah. Well, John's mom's name is Joy, and John's grandma's name was Joy, and then I was the third Joy. Because our grandparents were neighbors... And our parent, our moms were best friends. So my mother-in-law, before she was my mother-in-law, was my godmother. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the third joy. And John signed my baby book. So he's eyeing your baby book. He signed my oh, baby. Oh, he signed book. it. I was like, who came and visited me in the hospital? It's <laughs> John Barnett. <laughs> Wait, he knew you when you were a baby. Yeah. How? Because our parents are best friends. So how old was he when you were born? How much older is he? He's eight years older than I am. Okay, that's not crazy. It's not bad. No. He hit on me when I was 18, and I was like, ew, you're old. (laughs) And then he hit on me when I was broken and 23, and he was broken. What do you you mean by broken? I I moved to Texas for a guy I met online. I dropped out of college. I had a full scholarship. Okay. And he was very mean and he had a very good right hook so um because you had you were an abusive relationship yeah so then i moved back and then he hit on you again and then john hit on me and And it was you were like perfect timing pretty much he was going through his divorce (laughs) i got with him when he was still kind of married they were separated but they were broken up oh yeah Yeah. and his ex-wife was an awful person and he was going through this awful custody case, and I was like, ooh, this looks like something I can fix. So I jumped right in on that. Perfect. You know how girls like, normally trap guys? He trapped me. He's like, oh, you could be a mom for my kid. I'm going to trap you. Whatever works. You yeah. were such a good mom, he doesn't want to leave <laughs> at 19. <laughs> right? Oh, God, I love him. but I couldn't get, wait to get out of my parents' house. I was gone. I freaking moved to a different state. But times are different now. Yeah. I feel like kids live with their parents longer these days. Yeah, but I mean, like I get like when I lived with my parents, I had basically my own house. Yeah. Because it was the back of our house, and it had its own bathroom. It had my bedroom, and then it had like a living room. And so, I was set. And then we move into this teeny tiny house. And then I just ended up getting pregnant twice. Oops. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, there's too many kids in this house. But Yeah, I think I want to get a surrogate mother if I were to ever have kids. And have her leave. Have Yeah, yeah, just have, like, my wife keep her body perfect, you know, keep that pussy tight. Well, C-section. Yeah, I don't want that C-section scar either. Okay, okay. I'm going to keep her body right. Uh, not breastfeed. Don't let her breastfeed either. Bottle feed the baby. Okay. And then uh, have a surrogate mother so that way her body's great, but the kid still has our, our amazing genes. Okay. That's goals right there. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. If I were to have kids, which I don't think I want. I don't even think I want to get married. No, it's hard. And you lose so much. And it's just a certificates like if you love someone just be with them why, mm-hmm. do you have to, why do you have to have a ceremony and put a title on it hell we went to vegas because i am my parents got married i'm such an anxiety ridden person like the thought of planning a wedding freaks me out so we went to vegas and i don't even know if we're really married or not you probably are because our priest was super drunk and didn't have the witnesses sign it 
Okay. So John was like, just put my parents' name on it. Oh, so you could probably get an annulment if you wanted. Probably. Like, when I make it, when I get really rich, like, when my books become, like, movies. Mm-hmm. You I'll write books? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sex books. Yeah, the sex romance books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'll be like, peace out. You get the kids. Nice. Love you. I wrote a book. Did you? Yeah, a children's book. You did? And I have another one coming out. What made you decide to write a kid's book? Um, uh, well, the... Uh, it's called Bears Don't Like Candy. Uh-huh. And it's about this kid that goes into the forest with candy and a bear steals his candy and just, you know, causes a big... The moral of the story is don't go into the forest without asking your parents for permission first and don't bring candy. Okay. And how I came up with that is I was staring with his family in British Columbia and their son, Teddy, who was so sweet and cute, went out into the forest with candy and a grizzly bear mauled him to death. Please tell me you're lying. And I thought if I could just save one life, one kid's life with this book, it'll all be worth it. Okay. So I wrote it, got it, got a friend to draw the pictures and put it out there on self-published it, and the rest was history. Now I'm a millionaire. There. What's the second book about? The second book is called Polar Bears Light Candy. Okay. Who died for this one? And uh, this one's just a, it's just like a loose sequel, I guess. It could be, but it could, it stands on its own. Okay. Standalone. Okay. Yeah. I wrote it. I learned a lot of, I made a lot of mistakes in that first book. Uh huh. We all Dramatically, the pictures, just a lot of lessons. So I basically used them in this book to make a new and improved. 2.0 2.0 version. That's so weird, though, that out of all the types of books you could have written, you decided to go for a kid's book. They're a lot easier, I think. I don't know. I wrote a kid's book for Brody's kindergarten teacher. She was amazing. And, um, yeah, it's called Super Bear's Adventure. And that I drew the pictures. I wrote the book. And mm-hmm. that was a pain in my ass. Yeah, I mean, it's still a lot of work, but... Compared to a novel? See, I, because I ghostwrite too, and I can pop novels out super fast. I mean, the ghostwritten ones aren't the best ones because I'm not going to give you my best effort. But I don't know. I feel like I can write a book way faster than doing a kid's How much book. do you get paid to ghostwrite a novel? Um, the ones I write are super short, so like 600, not very much. For how many pages? Um... If it's like an eight by five book, it's probably gonna be like hundred pages, not very much. Six hundred bucks. All yeah, right. it comes out to about sixty-five thousand words. Wow. But I have a lady who's been wanting me to ghostwrite for her for a very long time, and she was like, "Listen, I'm gonna give you a deal. I'm gonna half the proceeds with you." She's like, "My last book, the first month, it made six thousand dollars," and I'm all, oh, "Okay." So I'm writing three for her right now. Wow, three. And she just likes your writing a lot? Yeah, we're friends. Does she give you the premises to write about, or do you just fully just hand her a book? She your new book? told me the topic. Okay, got She's it. like, I want, because she writes tropes, so the ones that are, like, super popular. Like, okay, so when Sons of Anarchy came out, MC books, motorcycle club books, were super big. So that trope, like was inundated it was there's so many so um yeah the one we're doing right now we're hoping to start i don't that fly likes you yeah i got a new friend don't you feel relaxed having a fly keep flying only, only at the comedy store are there <laughs> bugs everywhere it's only one i don't know why he keeps landing on you i keep shooing him away so yeah that one I'm working a little bit harder on because... Because there's potential the, for more money. Yeah, the better that one does. And then what she's going to do is... Because she's just a marketing genius. Okay. So she's going to help me market my next book and tell me like how to use the money. That's good. How many books do you have? I have seven out, eight if you count the dirty one that I wrote under a pen name. Wow. And I have about 40 out if you count all the ones I've ghostwritten. Wow. 
So hopefully, and she was like, I'll teach you how to market. And then she quit her job. All she does is write books. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, if I could quit the chiropractor and then just write and then do comedy. You don't want to give massages anymore? Um, I don't mind doing the podcast, but the podcast kind of ruined me too, because here I don't have to be professional. I can talk. I'm supposed to talk to you. We're in the chiropractor's office. I'm kind of have to be professional. So it's just a different vibe. And I've been doing it for 12 years and I do a lot and I go pretty deep on people. So my body, I'm just don't want to be that grandma that's like, oh, I can't pick up my grandkids because my hands don't work. Oh, right. So you feel like it's your body sore from it. Yeah. Like there's times when I'm lifting weights, like if I do the bar I can't open my hands, and my oh. niece has to peel my hands off the bar. Ouch. And I'm like, okay, if my fingers aren't working, and like even with the kettlebell, I have a hard time like letting go of the kettlebell. Yeah, you shouldn't stop. So, it, and it just, I like, I want to focus on something else. Like the podcast I like doing. If I could just do the podcast, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's hard to make a money on a podcast. You yeah. gotta have. A lot of listeners. Yeah. How long have you been doing yours? Um, I just started taking it seriously in the last year. Okay. But I started it maybe four years ago. Right, because you had Brody on it too. Yeah, that was that was very shortly before he passed, maybe a couple of months. He was supposed to be on mine like two weeks bef- or after. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. I was like, oh, you're supposed to be on my podcast. So, but you had really good guests on your podcast too. Uh, yeah, I've had. I mean, I just book my friends basically. So the guests have been pretty good. Now, what made you decide to do that type of podcast? Mm, I just thought thought of the idea, and it's very simple and easy to do, and easy to repeat. And kind of just, yeah, thought it was a good name for a podcast and a good hook, so I just ran with it. Right. I do envy you guys that just talk. <laughs> I'm what like, oh, mean? they don't have to massage, they don't have to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can just talk to people without doing stuff? Yeah, but people like, you know, the massage, whatever, gimmick, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's in, it's interesting. That alone will attract people to watch it. Right. Just talking. You, you know, there's a million podcasts that just talk, so that idea won't entice people to tune in. But what's funny is, like, because I named it Happy Endings, churches will, you'll see churches pop up, like, on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and they'll listen to one episode, and then I think when they realize it's not churches yeah why do churches want happy ending i don't i wonder if they're like trying to save me uh or they're like i would be their next crusade maybe weird it's very weird like the it's funny because when i go and look at people it'll be like the ministry or blah 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 and it's just like a bunch of churches and but they'll only listen to one episode and i'm like okay yeah it's weird it makes me laugh. I'm like, I wonder what they thought. <laughs> like, first of all, it's like a 40-minute podcast. Who's getting a 40-minute happy ending? Yeah, no Jesus lover. <laughs> or more Jesus lovers than we think. I've never had a happy ending massage. No, you're Mm-mm. a lot of comedians have. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think just most people, most men have tried it out, but no, I never did it. But I've I've had prostitutes in Mexico, so I'm no square. <laughs> How many prostitutes in Mexico? Like five. How old were you when you had the first one? The first one, not that long ago. Maybe I want to say 26 or something. 25. I don't know. How old are you now? 30. So within five, so it's a hooker a year. You. No, averaging? I went right when I went. I would go like I liked it the first time I went. So then I. I basically did like five in a year or two and then stopped. Okay. So how long has it been? A few years. And I've gone a couple times in the last two years, but I just, every time I've gone, I haven't wanted to do it. 
Is it a different one each time, or did you find like a favorite? No, it was different each time. Where do you find them? At the one I've never There's been to. There's a brothel. It's like a strip club brothel in Tijuana. It's called the Hong Kong. The Hong Kong in Tijuana. And you go in there, and it's just like a hundred different women. And you pick the one you want. And that's it. Do you do it there? You go up to a room. Do they change the sheets? Believe so. How much? Um, it's eighty dollars. Do you tip? For a half hour. Yeah, I tip like five bucks or something. For a half hour. Okay, but what happens, like, if you come super fast? What do you do for the next, like... Then that's it. Oh, then you leave. One nut. One nut, okay. Half hour, one nut. So, yeah, I mean, I've never used a whole half hour, but you finish up, and then that's it. Go downstairs, get some carne asada street tacos. Fuck, yeah. Okay, have you ever been, like, close to, like, not getting it in the half hour where you're like, shit, I gotta hurry up? No, I'm like a five-minute man. Okay. Yeah. It's been the opposite. I always leave going, man, I should have used more of my half hour. So $80 for, like, 15 minutes of work? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, especially in Tijuana. You know, the money goes a lot further there right and then a five dollar tip do they have pimps though do they have to like pay um i don't know what the house gets okay i'm not sure they might just get because it's also a bar full bar downstairs and who knows they might not even they might keep the whole thing they also you pay for the room you get 10 bucks or something huh so i don't even know they might get to keep that whole 80 dollars. i'm not sure like i wonder if they're like hairstylists where they just pay rent for the room yeah maybe that's interesting. Yeah, you should go try it out as like a vice documentary. Right. Go try and become a Mexican prostitute. <laughs> see what happens. Nobody would pay for this. Do you think your this. family would get mad? I'd call John and be like, please come pay $80 so I feel loved. I think someone would pay because yeah. like, um, you know, guys, different guys like different things. I guess. But I also know, okay, so there's, like, there's women of all shapes, sizes, skin colors. Which one do you go for? I like skinny girls. Skinny girls, like, under 30. Okay. Is that what you're like, I need the skinniest under 30 girl you have? Yeah, I like girls who are fit. Over? Take care of themselves. Right. I'm sorry. It's not um, your fault. I know, but it sucks. But there's also, like, I know a guy, he's a business guy, and he would fly from Utah to Nevada to San, to, I guess to LAX. Mm-hmm. And the LAX to Nevada, there was all, like, during Friday, there, he'd be like, there's gorgeous, just gorgeous women on the flight every Friday. And then he would come home on, like, Sunday night and it would be the same girls flying from Nevada back to LAX and finally he was like okay I have to know like what are you guys doing and they're like we're strippers oh yeah a lot of girls go to Vegas to strip for the the same thing at the uh at the brothel in Mexico a lot of girls fly up from like Guatemala and Chile and other South American countries but that's how they pay for college yeah they go they rent like a shitty apartment Mm-hmm. That they all stay in during the weekend. Yeah. And then they, and they strip go dance. for the, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn. My college was paid for. I didn't even have to worry. <laughs> Never had to think about strippers. But most strippers were like molested when they were kids. Yeah. Most comedians were too. You think most comedians were? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say a good. 76%. I think 76% of comedians were yeah, molested? Yeah, I truly do. Whoa. I mean, maybe not the shitty open micers that are never going to, like, try hard and get anywhere. Or maybe, yeah, because they need that attention. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious to know if that's accurate. That's wild if it's true. It has to be. Like, don't... Like, because I go, like, I watch a lot of comedy because I'm a super nerd. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are like, yeah, I got molested. I mean, freaking Theo Vaughn's Jingle Bell story was, (laughs) I, it was one of the hardest to laugh at, but God damn, it was funny. Yeah. So. I have a molestation joke, but I was never molested. No. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if I was or not. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I feel like you'd know. No, I maybe. So maybe I wasn't. Maybe I just want to be like one of the cool kids and be like, yeah, somebody wanted to touch me too. Or something fucked up happened in a lot of these comedians' lives. Yeah, that, I think every comedian's fucked up. I just don't think they were all molested. But every stripper and porn star, molested. Yeah. Or 99% of them. There's that 1% that are just like, I like cock. Yeah. Now, are you talking like really good porn stars or like the amateur ones? All of them. All of them? Yeah. Okay. For someone to fuck on camera and put that on the internet, yeah, they're all damaged. I had a porn... Well, he said he was a porn star. I... He wasn't. The guy you were... Massaging. Oh, massaging. Yeah. Why would he lie about that? Well, he... I think he's around porn. And at one point, he was like an extra. Okay. But he wasn't like porn. And he kept talking about like spiritual... It was really boring. <laughs> it was like the worst episode. I was like, fuck, I don't want to even put this out. Because I like kept trying to like spice up the conversation and it just, no, you know, I feel their energy. And I was like, oh, fuck you. All right, I'm I've done. not released episodes. I've, I've recorded them. Some of them, I just didn't like them. So I just never put them out. The only one I've ever not released was Kurt Metzger's. How come? Because he got very political. Okay. And he got, because um, he was born Jehovah Witness. Uh huh. And he got very religious. Okay. Like, and it sucked because the very first part of the episode was fucking hilarious because he was talking about how he tried to suck his dick and at one point he got the tip in his mouth. And then oh, his, whoa, he must have been flexible. And then his. Or had a big dick. Well, I mean, when you're a teenager, I think you're. Pretty, I was never able to do it. I tried. Did you try? Okay. Yeah, every guy's tried. If a guy <laughs> says they haven't tried, they're lying. Okay. Well, John, you know. When John and I were first dating, like we were all playing poker, and I asked David when he still drank too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, and I was asking everyone around the table, if you could suck your dick, would you? And some guys were like, fuck yeah. And some guys were like, no, that's gay. And then it gets to John, and he's like, fuck no, I know where that's been. And I started <laughs> laughing because I was like, ah, oh, that's a witty response. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Should I be worried? Like, it's <laughs> been in me. <laughs> it's a joke. I was like, uh, okay, because he was a man whore. John was fucking good looking when he was younger. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was a whore. But anyway, so Kurt Metzger is like, yeah, my mom knocked on the door, and, you know, they were all Jehovah Witness. <laughs> and then we talked about, like, his socks and how I was like, I feel sorry for socks in my house because they're not just socks. They're cum rags, yeah. and it's just... And it was just a super funny episode. We were laughing the whole time, and then he went like hard into politics and hard into religion and i was like and you just didn't like it uh uh-uh it was too much and it was when him and annie letterman were still dating Uh uh-huh so i had annie first no 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 i had kurt first yeah and then i had annie and then annie talked about her rape okay like hardcore okay so when they left i was like i need sugar and chocolate (laughs) and just power couple right there i was like i need happiness right now because that those two episodes drained me i was like i don't know what to do but you so you put out the rape one but not the politics one i put out annie's and i put like a disclaimer on it i'm like hey this is a trigger warning like nah you may not want to listen to this one which was crazy because then a bunch of people were like i gotta listen to this one Okay. Yeah, that's what people want. I bet you the politics and religion one would have done good, too. I mean, I still have it. The other day, uh-huh. I was leaving my brother's... Uh, my brother runs this comedy show in his friend's backyard. Uh-huh. And I was leaving it. And there was this girl on the, on the sidewalk. And I walked by her, and I just said, God bless. Have a good night. And she turned to me, and she goes, God isn't real. Oh, shit. And I don't, I didn't, I don't even believe in God. I just say God bless to people. Right. But what if I did? Like, what a she, uh, what a bitch. I mean, just say thank you, you too. Right. Well, it's just like how I feel when people like say, oh, Merry Christmas, or just go with it, even if you're not. Yeah, no just, one's saying Merry Christmas to offend you. Yeah, they're not being a dick. And no one says God bless to offend you, even if they're religious Christians. So right. really upset me. I mean, bless your heart. That's a whole fucking other thing, which I learned about in Texas. 
my ex my ex's mom used to go, oh, bless your heart. And I'm like, you're saying fuck you. Like, fuck you. She also used to introduce us as roommates. And I'm like, bitch, we live in a one-bedroom apartment and my breath still smells like his dick. Like, stop. <laughs> oh, it made me so mad. This is his roommate. No, no, we're fucking. <laughs> He's hitting me. <laughs> like, we're more than fucking. <laughs> He's abusive. God damn it. I should be better than a fucking roommate. I'd like to hear his side of the story. Don's? Oh, my God. God. Well, he was very charming. Mm -hmm. And when I finally broke up with him, because he was very good at where he left his bruises. But one night he got really crazy and he dragged me out of bed, which I wasn't allowed to sleep on the bed. I had to sleep on an air mattress on the floor. Next to the bed? Next to the bed. Okay. And um, one night he got mad and he pulled me out of bed by my t-shirt and the t-shirt ripped and I had like huge like Indian burns across my neck and I couldn't hide those. And then he like proceeded to beat me up pretty good. And he, it was the first time like he ever lost control where he didn't think about where he was leaving the bruises, which was terrifying. And like I had friends because I had to go to work and I had friends that are like, hey, um, I know he hit you and everything, but he's really nice. Like, would you be mad if we stayed friends with him? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? You do you, but I have to completely get away from him. So I moved out and I had, and I lived in Texas. I was making $15 an hour at AT AT&T wireless and I had a duplex for $2.95 a month. Damn. I was fine. Yeah. But he broke in. And I was taking a shower and I opened my eyes and he was standing there staring at me crying. He was crying? Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, your apartment feels more like home than mine and I miss you and I love you. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I called my parents and I was like, hey, um, can you come get me? (laughs) And we had to leave in the middle of the night. It was, it was crazy. And I had to, I had like told my parents, I'm like, hey, um, we have to leave in the middle of the night. I couldn't do a two- um, a two-week notice at my work because he worked there too. Oh, we worked weird. the same hours. So I called in sick. I couldn't tell anyone I was leaving. Damn. And then when he got off work like 15 minutes later, and he'd always call me from a private number, like he covered his tracks so well. And he called me and he's like, hey, um, I heard you were sick. I was bringing you chicken noodle soup and I'm at your house and nobody's here. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> And I was like, hey, I left. I'm gone. You can never get me again. Damn. It was fucking crazy. And then I wrote a book and made him the villain and killed him <laughs> and destroyed his family. So Did you read it? Um, no, probably not. Because I go by my middle name. I don't go by my last name. Well, there you showed him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? And then I got that and had kids and woo! I wonder what he's up to now. He is a vice president of a bank. I wonder if he still beats women. I don't know. Hopefully I, not. I hope not. Everyone's, I, you know what though? I think he's gay. Really? Yeah. And I think that's why he was mad at me. It's because he, I mean, I was Because he didn't have a big enough cock? No, his, he had a very girthy, he was very big. He was but like that's a, why he was mad at you because he didn't have one that was as big as his. Maybe. He'd make me peg him all the time. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, he's gay. But, and it, you, know, you have to think, his dad was a cotton farmer. <laughs> his dad was like a, a good old boy, Texas. Wow. So I don't think he could ever admit it. Yeah. Yeah, in Texas, especially, what year was this? Um, 2000? 2000? 2000? Yeah, you can't, 2000, yeah, you can't be gay in Texas in 2001. Nope. So, yeah. Your ass kicked. I remember I went to a military school for high school. Uh-huh. And there was one guy who came out of the closet in the whole school, and he got beat up so much. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't your brother, was it? No, my brother was 10 years younger than me. Ugh. That's, um, so I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But whatever, he's gone. I check on him every once in a while to make sure. You call him? No, like I Uh, stalk his Facebook. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. just to make sure. That's why I know he's a vice president of a bank, which to me is kind of security because he was always very smart. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, he's never going to ruin what he has to like try and find me. So as long as he's doing well, I'm safe. Yeah. 
I'm sure he's over it by now. Yeah, and I mean, he dated a couple women. Like he'd po and one was scary though. One lady had like five kids, and I was like, oh god, because <laughs> he was just very mean. And I was like, oh, those kids. But then they broke up. So whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Have you had any crazy exes? Uh, I think all women are crazy. Oh, we are. But yeah, I've had crazy exes. I had. Uh, nothing too crazy. My last ex was just bipolar. Ended up break. We broke. I broke up with her, and then she came to the comic store with another guy, just to fuck with me. <laughs> did it bother you, or you're like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, it bothered did me. it? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So she was kind of crazy, and then I guess that was it. So how do you feel? Do you feel more like are you from a one to ten? Where are you now? Six. Okay. I got you down one point. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no. You guys know my name. You could find me if you want me. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. How do you feel? Like from the massage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're definitely good at giving massages. Okay. Yeah, I, someone told me, they're like, oh, my God, she's so good. It feels so good. And I know what they're saying, but I just don't like massages. Okay, well... But, but you're a pro, and if anyone out there on the internet wants to pay you $1,000 an hour to do it, it'd be worth it for them. Nice. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being uncomfortable and coming in. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay, take your time getting up. I'm going to leave the room. Thank you for coming, though. I appreciate it. Ooh, it's warm in here. All right, that was my episode with Ari Manis. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please like, click, subscribe, comment, send emails to joy, uh, joysheppyendings at gmail.com and have a great week.